Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 130 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. Boom. Oh, yeah. Uh, my name's Kevin. Hi. I'm Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Let's I'm start this thing over. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm Nick. Sorry. And I'm Jared. And that's Jared. Yeah. And uh, this is our last podcast of the year before we do our big best of 2014 in early January. Whoa. Yeah, we're all catching up on graphic novels. Uh, as always, this is the most comprehensive comic book podcast on the internet. If you disagree, let us know. Or don't. Or don't. Just assume that we're That's telling true. the truth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you can uh, subscribe to this on iTunes. You can listen to it on our webpage. Follow us on Twitter, Epic Planet Comics. Mm-hmm. Do cool all that stuff. Yeah. So, Instagram us. Instagram us. We're posting Instagram photos. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's been going on, everybody? Trip, trip. Uh, what's been going on? Anybody? Anybody? I got nothing. No? No. Yeah, I went to a, my friend had a party, holiday, <laughs> not a holiday party, just a party. His friend had and a party. Uh, we snuck out and got those big, crazy Chinese lanterns that you put like a candle in the bottom and they heat it up and it floats away. Oh, yeah. And then I realized, oh, wait, <laughs> we just put like flying flammable <laughs> objects into the sky that oh, will eventually fall to the ground and burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, they landed on somebody's house and burned it. To That's the what I was kind of like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. It seems like a good idea. That looks it was awesome. on the Christmas lights or something. That was cool. We all made like little wishes from the Christmas tree and then tied them to the, the lantern. So our wishes burned up, <laughs> but it was really cool. What about you, Kelly? What have you been doing? Uh, I did a whole bunch of Christmas cards, which sounds really boring, but it was a lot of fun. I <laughs> are they all different? They are, yeah. I are they all handmade? They're not like handmade, but they're all handwritten. So it's a blank card that you wrote the entire thing in. Well, I wrote a lot of stuff. In That's it. a lot. Yeah. I put I put out a call on. Um, I have you know I've got like an online community of the people internet. and i put out a call about the valkyries no i'm oh. not all the valkyries are pretty are pretty kick-ass but this is a different community um if you don't know what the valkyries are the valkyries is a uh, group for women who work in comic book stores it's the best we're the best kelly's a member i tried to Whoa. get in in a sort of bosom buddies type situation what about in a mrs doubtfire kind of way yeah that's kind of the same thing we could totally say i dressed up like a lady <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, no, no. Uh, isn't Kate Less last day working at Strange Adventures next week? She is, but we have... Is she uh, getting kicked out of the Valkyries? Uh, no, she's not, because we have a few honorary creator members. Kelly Sudaconic is a member. Gail Simone is a member. So she's just graduated to the creator level of mm-hmm. Valkyrie member. But we actually... It's funny. It's a it's a Facebook group, and then there's a separate va- Facebook group called Valhalla for Valkyries who stop working at comic Aww. book stores, so, we, so they can continue being like part mm-hmm. of the community. It's really awesome. You better become a creator soon, Kelly. Yeah, yeah that's nice happening um what did i do <laughs> i've been buying a lot of christmas presents wrapping a lot of christmas presents just waiting on some other stuff so You're i can like, spill, spill, not spill the beans about some big news over here waiting, yeah. on, waiting on santa yeah just waiting on santa <laughs> <laughs> as are we all yeah so yeah. um nick yeah, yeah i haven't done anything interesting nice. that's fine yeah some good you don't want to talk about your illegal stuff that you did yesterday that you were telling me about oh uh, boy no, probably not okay <laughs> that's a, well let's let's do some news then <laughs> First news item, Nick is going to jail. (laughs) Actually, the first news item is... Bella Davis reportedly has been uh, cast as Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad. 
So there were a couple choices that were floating around. Uh, my pick was uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah. I thought was they were they even said, "Hey, we really want Oprah." Oprah would have been amazing. But uh, <laughs> they probably found out that Oprah is really busy. <laughs> she's really rich. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is not enough money. Yeah, she's like, I have my own TV station. You guys, I got money. It's like know, trying like... to get Ted Turner to be in a movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I don't know about you guys. I'm really psyched about Viola Davis. Yeah, she's yeah, awesome. She's, great. she's a powerhouse of an actor. Yeah, so. she was really good. She was uh, in, in Doubt, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Is she in How to Get Away with Murder? She is, yeah. She's, I just saw like the like, last episode of that season, and that's all I've ever seen. I'm like, this is crazy. Is girl. it good? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's... It's it's so much opera yeah, covered in soap, but, but it's awesome. But it's worth Come watching for Viola Davis. It really is. That sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is a pretty crazy cast so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, Will but yeah, Smith Will Smith. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I hope Will Smith say more, I'm gonna over, say right overpower after it. <laughs> yeah, I, he's going to be the star. He's Will Smith. I mean, yeah. Tom Hardy's pretty... Oh, yeah, Tom Hardy. Pretty, Tom Hardy can overpower. Jared Leto will, will be pretty overpowering, too, as Joker, I think. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Yeah. And Harley Quinn's in there, and I don't know. We'll it'll see. be good. Hopefully it'll be good. Well, maybe. Hopefully it doesn't become <laughs> a Will Smith vehicle. <laughs> Hancock, oh, too. And they kind yeah. of limit him to, like, you know... Kind of <laughs> featuring even, Viola even Davis and Tom Hardy after <laughs> Earth Three. Uh, in other news, um, London's Southwark uh, Playhouse ad- is adapting uh, Sansakai's Sagi Ojimbo for the stage. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, so I sent this just for Jared to look at, but yep. I guess it made it into the news. Yeah, uh, it's kind of amazing. Jared, yeah. you 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 just watched the trailer for this. Yep. What, uh, what do you, what did you think? Uh, so Usagi Jumbo is very well-researched medieval Japanese comic book, but everyone in it is an anthropomorphic animal. And so in the play, all the actors are dressed up with like, uh, rabbit ears and lion manes and stuff like that. I thought it was amazing. Oh, and the, apparently there's a lot of sword fighting. Like the, the scenes I showed was, was a lot of like him training as a young samurai. And the review said there's a lot of fighting in it with swords. And I'm like, cool. So where is this going to be? London is no. that word? Yeah, Southwick? the London. Uh, what did yeah. I just say? Southwork Playhouse. Southwark yeah, Playhouse. I was like, Are there I don't dates? know what that is. It's uh, running just through January, I think. Oh so it's man, short. I'm gonna be in London probably. You should go now. Spring. Go now, quick. Uh, okay. Write them a letter. They'll perform it just for you. <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell them to wait. I also saw that. Um, uh, this probably isn't in, in our news, but uh, Jason Reitman. Who's that? Uh, I think he's the guy that directed uh, Juno, Up in the right? Air and Juno. Okay. Uh, maybe he didn't direct Up in the Air, is but. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he's doing a stage play of Empire Strikes Back. And really? With um with J.K. Simmons. And Aaron Paul. And Aaron Paul. Where? Where? What? When? <laughs> I don't know. We go uh, now. Yeah, but uh, if that sounds interesting, wow. you look that up because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Um, that's pretty insane. Uh, in other news, uh, Nate Simpson made an announcement. <laughs> and uh, I guess if you know who Nate Simpson is, you know that it's probably just that he finished non-player number two. Which is amazing. Uh, just shy of what four years? I think she maybe five years, just maybe? over five, four years. So who only puts that out, right? Or is it? No, that was image. Image. Okay, yeah. so I guess there was a, a a point where he was um, uh, he only approached him to do a book. Oh really? And he was just straight up like, I can only do one issue a year. Yeah. <laughs> Although, but non-player number one came out what four years ago yeah. now, yeah, something like think. that. But uh, it's, yeah, it's long though. Like it's longer than a traditional comic right. issue. Yeah, it's like forty pages yeah. or something. Is but it? okay, um, it's a little better. But still, it's <laughs> well, uh, that's a long time. I but think the real arts. kicker to this was it's supposed to be a six issue miniseries. Because I I thought like he was going to do like forty issues or something. I'm like, oh yeah, that's got to be daunting. But I'm like, no, you could have done six issues. Well, it kind of brought up a conversation about like if you're a really good artist, like yeah, is comics the best thing? You know, is it the best way to support yourself? Nope. And I think the Absolutely answer is no, no. If you can get other work. Like animation work. Yeah, or... he's been working in movies, I think. Yeah, no, he did a uh, video games too. Yeah, yeah, and video games, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
But please keep making comics, good artists, because it's true. We like, yeah, no, his, we like to read them. His thing, he he posted a pretty interesting blog about talking about it. This is called his many frequently asked questions, or whatever. And he said every day he worked at this computer company, he felt like he was dying inside. And so he's <laughs> like, and I go home and draw for like twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's like, kind yeah. of his like passion project. Yeah, which makes me feel like he probably should just keep working on it and kind of put out just like a book, like when he's done. Yeah. I think one years. issue every like 20, every no. four years is probably. Not but why not? The I mean, because 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 then we don't have to wait for it to be yeah. done. We can at least guess, read it. Right. Every, and also, part of it is he, he can still put out a book. How right. daunting it was to just get this one issue done. Like he's yeah. always felt like he's never going to finish. So if he tried to do a book, it would just never happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it'd be too psychologically I'm, hard to do. I'm sure yeah. once he finishes the issue, he's like, "Let me just show this to the world, yeah. please." Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, the biggest news of the week, DC uh, released their solicitations for March, and yep. they ended. Uh, well, they they sh- revealed that a bunch of series are ending. Um, Couple surprises on here. Yeah. Of them. Uh, Thirteen. We have, we have Green Lantern Corps. Yep, um, one of the original New Fifty Two. That one's pretty surprising. Green Lantern New Guardians, also one of the original ones. Yep. Red Lanterns, also one of the original New Fifty Two. Swamp Thing, also one of the yep. original New Fifty Two. Star Spangled uh, Story starring G.I. Zombie, which, you know... It's probably our lowest-selling yeah. mainstream big two book. Uh, Secret yeah, Origins, one of them, yeah. which seems to sell all right, but I guess it's ending. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was weird. kind of surprised, surprised by that one. By that. Infinity Man, which uh, not too surprising. Arkhamander, which is pretty crazy. Um, Has just issue started. two come two out issue two yeah. just yeah, yeah. came just out came last out. week. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Clarion, which not too surprising. It Might be our good. other <laughs> lowest-selling of the big two. Yeah. Aquaman and the Others, which I guess sells all right, but... Yeah. Not enough. Uh, World's finest. That's ridiculous. Well, see, um, well, that's not too ridiculous because the last few issues have been about like that's true, Batman, like, and, Batman Superman and Superman, Superman from like other dimensions. And yeah, so, it, yeah, it definitely has dropped off since it was Huntress and Power Girl. Yeah, right. Um, then Trinity of Sin, which no, hasn't also, started yet. Not no, too it's on issue two. Dude. <laughs> yeah, good try. Or just it's not just good. Started. Uh, and oh, then boy. Batwoman. Not which died after the they whole controversy. Shot themselves in the yeah. foot. Yeah, it's, that that's <laughs> the one where the it's just team. like, hey, look, look what we did. Yeah. Um, because Batwoman was probably one of their most successful books before they changed the creative team. Yeah. I know, I know, our numbers were at least triple what it's selling now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's you know they they screwed up on Pretty that sad, one. Yeah. Sad. Um, definitely, it's the saddest to see Swamp Thing end. But I'm glad that Charles Soule is getting to finish his story. Um, and, and then there will be like two issues by somebody else or something. No, no be oh, he's gonna run. Yeah, it. He's he, gonna finish he's through March. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's good. He's running it. He's yeah. He's doing the whole thing till the end. Something was weird um, because you know Scott Snyder was writing it, yeah. and then everybody was like, "Oh, he's gonna leave. It's not gonna be good." But I think it actually got it got better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Charles Soule's run has been incredible, and yeah. it's still really good. And uh, it seems to be building to a really nice high point. So it's not too sad that it's ending because we because yeah. you know we know he's leaving yeah, it's cool. DC. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll ha- he'll put his mark on the book and it'll be and really a book that had a pretty good run. How long yeah. could a Swamp Thing book last, you know? Like Animal Man. It's uh, good that 80 or 90 issues like <laughs> yeah. the first well, run. Well, now I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's um, like Animal Man was just yeah. Jeff Lemire in it. That I thought was a great right. thing to just um, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I guess most of the thing about this is that it's ending right before the big kind of move um to LA is that when the move is is it yeah, in March right, so this, right after March so these will end then Convergence will start and yep, then there right. will be uh, probably some new series that come out of that right. I would assume hopefully yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah so not only that but every storyline is seems to be ending around that time so maybe there'll be like a big kind of sort of relaunch thing I don't know we'll it, now is Convergence do you think it's going to end with like some continuity change stuff I think so yeah oh boy. that's what it seems like yeah. do you, well DC barely ever has an event that isn't surrounding a continuity yeah. change. Right. Yeah. So um 
and this one this one's so weird because it's like they're moving to the new offices so they have these books that are kind of like filler but nobody knows how important yeah it's like none of their normal writers and artists because they're all moving (laughs) yeah which makes no sense yeah. It's not like the writers well, and artists are moving. Well, the editors are moving, though. It do- oh my God. The editors yeah. are the writers at these. Yeah, good point. Good <laughs> it's points. everybody. Yeah, it's everybody involved in the book other than the writer. And, and they're also losing a lot of editors. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. That they're might be a bigger a problem is that they don't have the staff to support. So the yeah, it process. should be yeah. interesting once. It, you know, huh. I want to see what comes out on the other side. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like people just got used to the new fifty-two. Like kind it of. just happened. So or let's... the new sixteen. It's been right. yeah. It's been three years though. Is it down to sixteen? Yeah, original sixteen titles? of the original fifty-two. Yeah, I just wow. nicked account. I didn't know it was that low. Though. Really? Of the new of the original, 52. and it's really core. And stuff. most of those are Batman and Superman books. And and then yeah, core so... Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's that's Oof. crazy. Yep. Justice crazy. League. So, Wow. Um, Justice yeah. League Dark is still coming. Yeah. Out. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Crazy. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's it for the news. Yeah. We do have a question. You guys want to answer that question? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, this question says hi at Big Planet Comics. That means they sent it to our Twitter. True. If you guys want to send questions to our Twitter, send them at Big Planet Comics. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Kevin Panetta. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, does anybody want to? I'm not on Twitter. Next no. th- at the real H H Holmes. <laughs> that's Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, that's a Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, do you want to plug your Twitter? Sure. I am AKA Door. There we go. Uh, if there is a podcast coming up, or even if not, question. Well, guess what, buddy? We're doing one <laughs> it's right now. Uh, gifts for the niece and nephew this year will definitely be comics from Big Planet Comics, of course. Well, Woo-hoo! thanks so much. Yay. What are y'all's favorite kid slash YA appropriate comics and graphic novels of the year? Thanks. Um, so we're definitely going to answer this question in our best of the year <laughs> right. podcast. I know, that's but kind since, of a problem. I'm like, but that's okay. Uh, we can still talk about, we'll just each talk about some of our favorites because, right. and we can argue about stuff later. So, uh, yeah, what are you guys loving this year, kids' comics? Um, the one I'm going to throw out again is Over the Garden Wall. Even though I still haven't seen the show, I thought the comic was one of the best, not even just kid comics, just one of the most fun fantasy things that uh, came out this year and super inventive and really cool art. So I need to watch the show. Kelly? Um, well, she the one she listed here is a really great lo- running list. Um, or was this ours running nope, list? that's her. Oh, no, this her? is her. Okay, one. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has Lumberjanes, which is, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's the best. And she is excited about the mixtapes, which makes me really happy because I put together. I mean, I don't, after you each issue together, comes out, come I, I, I make a point of putting them together and putting them online um, because they're the best. <laughs> uh, Gotham Academy, which is fantastic. Steven True. Universe, um, Bee and Puppy Cat, and Bird Witch, which I'm not actually familiar with. Uh, Bird Witch was a single thing. That we From, um, who published that? can't remember an indie publisher, an indie publisher. we got hey. it. It was cool. <laughs> not piao not um yeah yeah it's right there jared who, who published that what we just pointed at it anyway <laughs> do we have it still oh it's right here <laughs> that's not it but that's the oh, publisher. Yeah, yeah. publisher okay um, man sorry everybody oh this is yeti press that's yeti right. press that's right. cool. yeah, they did some really good books but what is your so, yeah, favorite probably um you're gonna get mad at me for mentioning this Lumberjanes, but, because I'm taking it from you. But no, I mean, no, Lumberjanes is fantastic. But Midas Slush was fantastic. Yeah, for um, YA, oh, that's thing. a good for point. For YA, yeah, yeah, it came out, um, and it came out from Boombox, which is the same publisher that does Lumberjanes and also Teen Dog. So Teen Dog's another good one. But yeah, the Midas Flesh, um, it was a six issue. Um, I'm sorry, eight issue. Thank you. <laughs> um, a short about a uh, a group in space that is trying to uh, 
steal King Midas from the earth to use as a weapon because in this version, when King Midas turned things to gold, he turned everything to gold and uh, earth history stopped right there. So. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a cool, like, uh, kind of like space opera. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, Serenity a little bit. Yeah, there's a, one of the characters is a dinosaur. He's yep. in a spacesuit. But yeah, the trade for the first half of it, so the first four issues, um, came out last week and uh, we can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, it's great. Great so uh, Christmas present. Uh, also, um, uh, I thought Cleopatra in Space from Scholastic was a really great book that came out this year. It's about Cleopatra getting uh, transported from her time to the future. And it's just really fun. It has that kind of um, Harry Potter, like being in school, fun thing going on, along with like a bigger, uh, awesome sci-fi story with some time travel in it. And then also Sisters was great. The new Mm -hmm. Raina Telgemeier. That's true, yeah. Uh, It's kind of a sequel to Smile. It's, you know, it's more stories about Raina being young, but these mostly concentrate on her relationship with her sister, and they're just really funny and truthful and and good stuff. Uh, I would say In Real Life is a good one. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Kind of like... Especially for kind of a young kind of maybe early slightly, high school, middle school, nerdy girl, like a kind of a gamer girl would be perfect for that. That's what I just gave um, as a present to one of my friend's kids. Yeah. There and you it's, go. you know, it's it also kind of weirdly uh, tackles some some uh, labor, labor issues <laughs> yeah. in uh, China. Right? Yeah, I think in real life um, is one that we'll be just like talking about in our best of everything this yeah, year list. Sure. Yeah. Um, and also with that, can I throw in another one? Sure. As long as it's not Jared's. What's yours, Jared? Jared already did his. I did oh, over did the wall because I had nothing good. Um, I was going to say um, this one summer. Yeah, yeah. I think especially yeah. for, uh, for, you know, it's not for like an eight or nine year old. But like for a 13 year old. Yeah, I yeah. think it's great. And, um, uh, it's just a kind of a coming of age story that's pretty simple. Nothing too complicated, but it's it's very moving. and um, Yeah, it just feels very um, authentic. Yeah, authentic. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Well, Kristen, I hope that answered your questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys have questions, you can send those to big planet comics on <laughs> facebook <laughs> i uh, yeah i did on twitter i did so good on that one yeah. um yeah yeah on twitter at big planet comics you can send them to podcast at big planet comics.com yep. and uh yeah we love to get questions you guys that's true yeah uh so we just have a couple well i guess a couple means two right so we have three reviews this week we, we have, have a, a few. triple yeah uh, uh so let's get to them we love comics they're swell except when they're written by scott lovedale I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. Up first this week, we have Rocket Salvage number one. Uh, this is written by Yehudi Mercado with art by uh, Bashan. Bachan? Bachan? I don't know. Uh, yeah. A new team who yeah. I did not know, but this is about, um, you know, future race racing. Most importantly, pod racing. Pod racing. Finally yeah. back. Uh, not exactly pod Aww. racing. Never mind. I'm not interested. It's in racing <laughs> of a sort. No, uh, yeah. So this is a sci-fi thing where I thought it had one of the best opening panels where they do a. I guess it's the second or third page. They do a two-page spread showing the beginning of a cool futuristic race where uh, the main character. Uh, is his name actually Rocket? Uh, I think, I think his last name is Rocket. Uh, right? The team, yeah. the team, the Primo Rocket. The, team, the family name. is named Rocket. They're Team yeah. Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> they are Team Rocket. Actually, uh, the family is named Rocket. But yeah, they're getting ready to go in some sort of really cool high tech race using hover cars or something awesome in the future. Uh, and then the page after that, they show you know that was 15 years ago. They show how things have changed and the racetrack is all decayed and Primo's cool fastest man alive poster has been xed out. All the clubs are burned out. And well, his poster is xed out. And it says killer over oh, over. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, um, and then it's just about his family and what happened to him and what yeah, happened like, to all the other racers. Yeah, I like uh, how they slowly kind of introduce all of his family and, and they all have kind of very distinct personalities. It reminded me a lot of like a cartoon 
where the people have very super distinct personalities and um i don't know it's it starts building up this kind of a uh, you know conspiracy against the family and uh then the uh kind of assassins kind of show up <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it has a really cool art style it's just really colorful you know it feels kind of like a cartoon but then it the art reminds me a little bit of somebody like cory walker or something as well like the art in invincible a little bit it actually reminds me a lot of uh kendall who works at our uh college park store yeah, yeah. It reminds me, yeah hi kendall it reminds me of his art a lot and uh he's doing a cool podcast picture for us this week too All right. are we, are we in race cars? <laughs> we're in race cars yeah. yeah uh we're just the characters from rocket salvage nice. i loved um what i loved that they make a point of introducing all of the racers at the beginning and then they sort of like gradually introduce them in the in the future as well like it's yeah. not it's not a huge thing where you you know the next person saunters into the room it's just like they show up one by one and you get the sense of these other things that are happening um but it's really it's played really lightly you're not sort of hit with like a ton of history i love i really love the pacing in it yeah yeah. Th- yeah and it kept the whole thing feeling really it just feels light but it doesn't feel it it doesn't feel like throwaway. Yeah, like no, they do a lot of really cool world building and stuff, and it's it's and awesome. art's incredibly good. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, that's Rocket Salvage, uh, highly recommended. Cool. Sure. All right, up next we have uh, Rumble Number One. Uh, this is written by John Arcudi, who wrote um, he he co-writes BPRD with Mike right. Mignola, and he wrote The Creep, which is a really great series. So I think good. he does Ape Sapien. He does a yeah, lot of that yeah, Hellboy he world. Yeah, stuff. but the art in this is by James Herron, who um, has also been doing. BPRD. He's been doing BPRD. He's also <laughs> well, the. Guy- it says co-creator James Heron. Yeah, Maybe they both co-create it, it and, uh, and well, then, no, I, I'm I think sure, I'm sure no, they're, they're just listed together. Like they probably came up with the concept together, but I'm pretty sure Arcudi wrote it, and yeah. James Heron definitely did the art. So then what's right. Stewart doing is color art? Do you just do like the coloring? Over yeah, yeah, the yeah. It's, James Stewart's just a colorist. He doesn't make sure. yes. This this is definitely James Heron. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible yes. coloring. Yeah, yeah but uh, and James Heron also uh, drew Conan after Becky oh, Conan. Yeah. His stuff was so, so great. Good. Um. I feel like the plot of this book is like there's there's so much mystery around it that it's a little bit hard to explain. So Nick, right. why don't you try to explain? It? <laughs> try to explain it. Um, it's about a guy who's working at a bar, and uh, and one night he's working, and a scarecrow comes in and uh, attacks one of his customers. Um, he kills the scarecrow. Scarecrow leaves behind a giant sword, and people come after him looking for the sword. Uh, but at the same time, there's all these kind of interludes, kind of hinting at the bigger world. Um, old lady's cat gets possessed. Uh, people have a, meet a swamp ape. <laughs> yeah, and 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 <laughs> once he gets true. the swords, not only a people skunk are, ape. Sorry. Oh yeah, a skunk ape who's like a sort of like American mythological creature right, that like I did big, not know about. Bigfoot oh. of the swamp. Yeah, I yeah, didn't know that. yeah. He's like a chupacabra or yeah, something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and not only does he do those things start coming after him, but also these sort of demon things start chasing right. him, saying that they need this sword back, and uh, and it just seems like it's going to go from there in a cool way. I love those demon things. Their design is so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're awesome. Also, the crazy thing about this is, this is not what I expected from the cover and all the kind of preview stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a scarecrow guy with a giant sword fighting monsters, and that's not at all what this is about. At least no, not, at least not yet. Not yet. Yeah. No. Uh, and James and uh, I can't say enough that James Heron's art is like incredible. It's so, so his the sense of movement in his stuff is so great. He's got this style that's somewhere between like. Um, uh, Toby Cypress and Trad Moore, or I was something about to like say, that. Like the action speed lines are very much like Trad Moore. Yeah, like really fast. And it gets a little stretchy, like Trad Moore, but yep. in like the best way, where you just feel like stuff is yeah. moving around. It reminds me of. Uh, it's got a little bit of an anime feel yeah. to it, but not like. Uh, you know, some people. So think, many people see that in a negative I way. Think but in I think sense he takes, that it's got like kind of these hyper detailed backgrounds with these kind of simpler cartoony characters, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, it is a great book. Uh, it really, I think, surprised me and probably surprised all of us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody should check it out. 
Yes. Awesome. It's good stuff. All right. So just one more this week. Woo, blowing uh, through this. Podcast. I know, man. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> uh, so this is Earthling. Uh, this is uh, by newcomer graphic novelist Aisha Franz. And uh, this is a sort of coming of age story that's like, I don't know, a little this one summer, a little E.T. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Aisha was at, uh, she was actually at XPX this year. And oh, yeah? she, uh, she and Jillian Tamaki and... Um, Melissa Mendez, who did uh, Freddy Stories and Lou, which is an oily comic, uh, they all spoke on this fantastic panel about girlhood and comics. So she was this Earthling. This was the one book that was referred to in that panel that I was not able to get my hands on. So I have been eagerly awaiting (laughs) this thing. Um, And it is it is fantastic. It is about this. um, Wait, wait. Uh, so where's she from? She's is German. She German? Okay. She's German. Yeah. Okay, was this translated from German? It was. Yeah. Okay. So had, do you know that come out originally in Germany? I or? think I don't know actually. I think it did. I couldn't tell. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I know that it got a European release. Yeah. But okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's about this girl, her older sister, and her mom, and they all three live in this house, and um, they're it. All three are dealing with like a transitional point in their lives. <laughs> yeah. So she's sort of hitting puberty, and her older sister is sort of. Hitting that, you know, transition into adulthood and the mom is sort of hit that point where she's looking back on her youth and realizing that it's gone and they're all, they all all live together. They're all, they're sad, but it's, I don't know. It's not like unrelenting. And they kind of show this all in different ways. Like, um, you know, her sister is sort of, uh, experimenting sexually. And then you kind of see that through the younger sister's eyes and how she sort of perceives all that stuff. Right. And there's also this, uh, scene with, with, I'd say like the younger sister is the main character. Yes, right? for sure. Yeah. Uh, where she's with her friend and it kind of reminded me of this one summer in that, like they're both at this stage in pubescence where, um, like the main character, I don't know. What is her name? They don't have names. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> she's she's kind of still in childhood, and her friend is kind of moving on to yeah. teenhood. Yeah. And that's that's I think that's interesting. And then the way that her mom is dealing with things, it's it's really sad. She's sort of uh, talking to this imaginary version of herself that she could have been. Yeah. And sort of like all the choices in her life that put her on this path. She's like, if I, had, you know, it's, it's like basically she's facing her regrets as I could have been this other person. And but. It's, yeah, pretty powerful. But there's, then also there's an alien. Yeah, yep. there's there's a lot of there are a lot of elements like really well done elements of like magical realism in this that I loved. So yeah, that's that's the whole Earthling thing is she she finds and the little girl finds an alien in a field, and so she is she's interacting with it, and you you get the sense where she's she's not 100 percent sure whether it's real or not. Yeah. Um, and you're never really 100 percent sure whether it's real. It or not. It could totally have been like the imaginary friend, but it's right. got enough like real alien weirdness going on. So. Yeah, so it's it's great. Yeah, I think it's really successful, and it it the the whole feel of the book is just like it's not like anything I've read recently. Well, I, think, you know, I think part of it is the art, which we haven't really talked about at all. Like it's all basically pencils. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's shaded very heavily, so it's not just drawn in pencils, but like all the backgrounds and, and shading. So in pa- places it gets really really dark, and like emotional moments will build up, and then there's one page where you turn the page, and there's just a two page spread of just like gray chaos. Yeah, I feel like right. that the art really carries the story a lot in these like emotional movements. It's also, interesting seeing so many people recently just working in pencil, like yeah. people doing really interesting stuff. Like Sam like Alden Solo. pretty much yeah. just yeah. works in pencil. Yeah. Um, I'm I mean, uh, Pompeii by Frank Santora yeah. was all pencil. This is all pencil, but you know they they all look really really great yeah Yeah. i think technology finally caught up to let i feel a lot of artists are limited by the inks you know you lose so much 
maybe you get more precise with the ink, but you lose the kind of looseness of a pencil. Yeah, the thing I like the most is she, that she does in this is that there's a lot of kind of wordless panels. Yeah, where um, she shows almost every movement that somebody does, so it's if you feel kind of everything that's happening very real time. Yeah, even if it's just her taking a shower. Yeah, Yeah, it just kind of puts you in the world, stepping in like it's every single part of it. So you kind of. Yeah, you feel like it's like happening now. It's like in, you know, in real time, or the really awkwardness of a moment where it's like, like every little bit detail is shown, mm-hmm. and yeah, right. I think I think another thing that is really well executed is like um, using elements of the story, particularly the more fantastical elements, as yeah. metaphor, mm-hmm. and right. which is something you can do and be really heavy handed about. But it's <laughs> but it's so subtle. I think it's it's just I don't know. It's done. Really, yeah, like every really well. every character has um, kind of a fantasy sequence about like how their life could be different. Um, and that's, you know, it's very interesting. And they're all very different. One is like super cartoony uh, childhood memory. One is uh, kind of a more disturbing sci-fi thing. Um, and then there's kind of a sadder uh, alternate reality version of, of, the, of the mom and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of where you learn the most about the characters, which I think yeah. is, mm-hmm. is, and it's just, I don't know. It's so well done. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love that this, in addition to uh, Sex Criminals earlier this year, that we've now have these two books that speak very frankly about like what it's like to be a girl going through puberty, which is not a thing that I think anybody in pretty right, much nobody talks really tackles about. it. That, yeah. no, especially and, not in this well, kind of like. There's Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Right. Well, that was like thirty <laughs> years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean that that's that that was old when I read it. It's so. definitely not in this kind of like frank detail, like a. Uh, I don't know. It gets no. pretty graphic and kind of very specific. Like, you know, you can only know this stuff if you've gone through it. You know? Right. Like, no. And I love it. It feels I very mean, genuine. It's because it's a thing that nobody talks about. And it's a thing yeah. that half the population goes through. Right. So yeah. Yeah. come on. And yep. So close to the end of the year. But definitely, I think this one will end up in our best of the year talks as well. For yep. sure. Yeah. There's a lot of good books this year. And a lot of, um, honestly, uh, like a bunch of our top 10 this year is probably going to be mostly just books by women, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 All right, well, uh, we've got one more section left in this show. We're going to do a little new section here. Uh, This is about uh, movies and TV. Movie time, movie time. And TV. All right. (laughs) This is the uh, Uh, movie time and TV section. Yeah, that was our section. We spent hours on that. on that jingle like five seconds well kevin did yeah <laughs> uh well but it was sung by jared and kelly thank hey you, thank as you. robots beautiful yeah <laughs> but uh robot jared and robot yeah. kelly. <laughs> this is our uh, new section about movies and tv because there are lots and lots of comics movies and tv and we always need to talk about them we should we yeah. always talk about them amongst ourselves might as well talk about them with uh Two other people. Yeah, usually, we, yeah, usually we just like talk about them for an hour before we start the podcast. Yeah. It's true, and then we do the podcast. So, Agents of Shield this week. Whoa, crazy. It, yep, it was or the last week. Or- last week, yeah. yeah, it was the mid-season finale, right? And uh, lots of crazy stuff happened. Does anybody want to talk about what? Happened uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of uh, some people had some theories that were kind of confirmed in this. Uh, oh, this is gonna be very spoiler heavy. Yeah, well. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we found out that um, Sky is actually Daisy. Johnson, who is a uh, Quake in the comics, she's uh, she was in Secret Warriors. She's been she was head of Shield for a while. Um, what? Yeah, and wow. now she's kind of appropriate. Uh, yeah, she's she's still around. I, I can't remember what her last. I think the last thing was she she actually got ousted as Shield head and kind of is on the run. Um, I think from what I remember from the last thing. Oh no, actually now she's in um, 
Winter Soldier. Yeah, oh, she's that's in right. space with him. Um, oh yeah. And then uh, weird. We also found out that her father, which is the same father in the comic, is Mister Hyde. <laughs> so one of the the biggest thing about this whole season was they were building to this big alien reveal, and they did such a good job with not letting on who it was going to be. And um, we all knew. Though, I thought, right? I, yeah, I think everybody kind of put it. Together. Well, but I think only then. I think I think it's doing a good job, like because only if you're really, really nerdy, nerdy. about that yeah. stuff do you yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you have suspicions because there are only so many aliens in the the Marvel universe to choose from. But yeah, they waited until like the final episode to say anything about the Kree, and then of course, once you figure out who Quake is, it's it's in humans. Yeah. Right. So well, the, uh, throughout the episodes, it started slowly, kind of there, like these blue aliens yeah. came down yeah. and created uh, our race or whatever. Okay, that's like, just want right. to make sure. So that's the actual Inhumans history. Right? Right. The Kree genetically modified whatever proto humans were on Earth and right. made Inhumans. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's from the comics too. Yeah, I was just um, trying to figure out what comic storylines were. Yeah, so once they get down into this city that they've, you know, there's uh, in the last episode they, you know, the whole episode, uh, every the whole season, everybody's been drawing these, or the people that have been affected by this Cree DNA or whatever have been drawing these crazy circles, and they found out it was a map to this city, and so uh, once they go down there. Basically, we find some Terrigan crystals. Well, they, they they have that little diviner or whatever. That part yeah. blew my mind when the diviner opened and started turning into crystals. I was like, oh, man, it's Terrigan crystals. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the mist came out. I was like, yes. <laughs> I think the show's doing a really good job of, like, basically like, introducing elements that'll be a huge part of the next wave of Marvel movies. You know, yeah. I think yeah. that, that was one of the parts that I, I read an interview and they were saying uh, they finally got permission to, like, do something that hasn't been in the movies yet. Oh. They're like, oh, we, we can do the Inhumans. And they're like, well, you can introduce them on there. Yeah. So um, in, instead of like last season where it was like, oh, hey, um, Hydra Re- got revealed yeah. in React Captain America. To the movie. So now we right. can yeah. do this. So. Although, yeah, then, yeah. So that, that's why I feel like that show was kind of spinning its wheels a little right. bit at the beginning. But then it just, it got great once it started to tie in more. And now it's, I think, you know, it's one of my favorite shows on TV. I definitely had a moment like towards the end where Sky is like running towards the chamber and my, I just like froze and my brain is like, I cannot believe that I am this excited about this <laughs> show. Like a year ago, I would never have predicted right. this. But it's oh my exciting. God. And it's very- yeah, mid-season a year ago, like what was happening on Nothing. Shield? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like somebody blew up or something. They were but like teasing Graviton. <laughs> they were sending they were what? They were sending like six to eight people to like track down a single artifact. Well, yeah. De- Deathlock <laughs> exploded in the Yeah. In oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. But um but yeah, it was very exciting, and I it was very moving. The whole kind of because uh, Trip dies or whatever. Oh my cause, god! Because the oh, ter- yeah. the diviner thing explodes and it gets shards in him, and that turns him into because he is not unless ash. that is his ability. That's, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> maybe he can turn to dust. Maybe <laughs> that's his. Maybe that's his latent. No, they clearly human. showed him like impaled by the the thing, the diviner thing. Um, but it was very moving. As Sky's kind of transforming and coming out, and. Her kind of powers awakening kind of causes his body to crumble into pieces. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it very was, it's very well done. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously we know what it is, but I love that they like she's emerging from the shell and she still has the bandage on her face that she had beforehand. So right. like she's not healed. Like it's it's a different kind of right. transformation. I I loved that little. And detail. you get a little hint of the what's the other woman's lady? Um, Raina. Raina. Yeah. yeah. And she's it's like she looked furry else. or the, feathery. Is like she quill? Some kind of yeah quill things <laughs> coming out of her. Yeah. Maybe. So it's I like mean, a character from like, um, oh god, what's the? Oh, never she mind. looks like the, the five Barker. Thing. She looks like the um, like uh, what pinhead? What the thing that <laughs> James Gunn's brother was on Angel? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Go in deep on that one. Okay. Go in deep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, so 
Wait, the wait, Nightbreed. So, she looks yeah. like one of the characters. Yeah, yeah, in she does. So to pull this from the comics, so in theory, the Inhumans used to have all these secret cities and lived among like the more un- unevolved humans for right. a long time, right? When did they flee to the moon? Have they, have they been hiding out in a secret base on the moon? They like, weren't on the moon until like really? the Jay Lee stuff. I think I thought it was. I can't a long remember time. when they went to the moon. No, but there were just a hidden city somewhere on, on Earth. Oh for man, a long time. yeah. Like that's... I think the Kirby stuff they're on Earth. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man, because I, I just want Shield to go to the moon. That's, <laughs> I'm super excited. I just want Lockjaw to show up at some point. Oh, I think yeah. he'll. Oh, I think he'll be in the movie. I didn't even think uh, about he'll that. be in the movie. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't, we're gonna see. I don't think any of the big Inhumans will show up on the show. Um, yeah, they'll probably keep doing what they're doing, like hinting at them and playing the ones that don't use like super special. Although in the after stuff. credits thing, they showed one of the newer Inhumans that in the what? comics, like Se- Seeker. Or oh, like, is he? Seer, Reader, Reader. Oh, Reader. Yeah, oh, that's reader. right. He's the one with no eyes. Yeah. And, um, and he shows up at the end, and that, then you get hints that the, there's more Inhumans, and that when an Inhuman uh, awakens, everybody else knows about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that oh, makes what? sense. Well, oh, Marvel is well on its way to not needing the X Men anymore. Yeah, I, well, that's what I think. That's what a lot of this is about. Yeah. And since we're in spoiler ter- territory, like if you're reading Axis, you right. know that they're trying to get rid of the idea of mutants, kind of in general. Sort maybe? of. Um, they sh- revealed that Magneto is not the father of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and I kind of think that they're going to retroactively kind of show that they're inhumans somehow. Yeah, um, I think they're going to show that all mutants are inhumans. Maybe. That like not all means because Magneto is not one like her, their father. He's not related to them. So if he was an inhuman, he'd be related. If, if they got all the rights back, if they pulled it like that from Fox, they would do that. But since they but probably I, can't, I, yeah. I think what they're gonna do is like all the all the mutants that they don't own, yes, <laughs> are gonna <laughs> exactly. be inhumans. Um, well, awesome. I think it's just mostly just specifically Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver because they showed up in Avengers before. And, right. yeah. they were in and they're gonna be X-Men. in a, in Avengers, and I think in Avengers they're gonna be revealed to be inhumans. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think so. that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is great right now. It's great. So, Kelly, none of us watch Flash or Arrow. <laughs> That's not true. I saw the first episode of Flash. I did, too. But uh, <laughs> Doesn't uh, count. <laughs> count. I watched uh, I saw the first episode I'm of Arrow. I'm just behind. So, uh, can you convince us to watch Flash and Arrow? Because I've heard it's been really good during this big crossover that's been going on. Yeah, the crossover was great. Um, w- one of the things that they've done really well is... Um, you know, Arrow is the sort of this like darker, gritty show. In the beginning, he was straight up. In the first season, he was straight up killing He's people. people yeah. yeah, which was a big thing that they changed between the first and second seasons. But um, Barry Allen is so much more idealistic. He's um, uh, and so it's a, it's a, the totally the shows are completely different. And uh, a friend of mine, we got into this long. Um, sort of discussion about the two shows and she <laughs> talked about how <laughs> this is this is my level of interest in this show <laughs> is I have long email discussions about them um, uh, talk about how the, the two different characters like manifest their rage the way it's so on Arrow it's so overt Oliver Queen is just so angry all the time and it's such a treat whenever you get something sort of a, <laughs> a break from that yeah whereas <laughs> with Barry it's just all simmering under the surface and you're not really sure when it's gonna boil up but yeah, yeah. The cool thing about having Flash now is that they are introducing metahumans, and so Arrow was all was all humans all the time. Huh. Um, it, yeah, that's that's all it was. Um, and so Flash, I mean, by nature, you're gonna have some yeah. super abilities, and so they've got this he a uh, what is a super collider like exploded basically, and so affected all these different people, and so now we've got Firestorm and we've got and Captain Gorilla Cole. Grodd, I heard. Yeah, well, he makes a tiny little. <laughs> so yeah, it's I mean. They're they're both a lot of fun. I love them both. Ra's al Ghul is showing up. See, I think yeah, Ra's well, Ra's al in um in Arrow. He had oh, a really? huge role to play oh. in the. Um, I saw a teaser the poster of 
Arrow's hand coming out of a Lazarus pit. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that would be... Yeah, see, I mean, I, I can tell you what happened at the end of the last episode of Arrow. Oh, yeah, 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 so Razagul straight up uh, stabs Oliver Queen and shoves him off a mountain. So I guess he's oh. going to go into so, Lazarus Pit. Yeah. <laughs> when you come Spoiler. out of Lazarus Pit, you're slightly crazy, but are you brainwashed to like? I don't do think something? so. No, I think the no. process, depending on how far right. you've gone, you how long you've been dead, um, could, like makes you kind of insane. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if it's like Razogul trying to like brainwash him onto his side. He's just like, nah, I'm going to kill him. And, and I think I might try to catch up on these because I, I, I what, know. I, what really I did was cool. I, I watched the like half of the first season of Arrow, and it just didn't feel. It just didn't feel like fun or superhero yeah, or anything. I think I might start with the second season. season. Honestly, I, I would can do, you do that. Yeah, you you probably can. There's there's definitely a point in the first season where somebody making the show realized that Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen, has a great has great timing, com- like comedic timing, and huh. they're like, oh. We can use this. And yeah. so they sort of like worked in this really great wry humor. And they figured out that he had this great chemistry with this totally brand new character, um, Felicity Smoke, who's now been introduced into the comics. Huh. Um, and they just sort of doubled down on that. Which yeah, I think the thing that made yeah, me want to watch was it there when I was watching. No. It. Yeah, yeah, the first episode. Whew. Um, <laughs> the thing that made me want to watch it. The most was probably that Green Arrow had a boxing glove arrow. Yeah, no, that finally happened. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty awesome. awesome. It finally happened. I like that. Season. That's like the moment. Like, like Smallville goes eleven seasons, and everybody's waiting for him to get in the costume, and yeah. Arrow's just like, boxing we, glove. we need a boxing. Glove. <laughs> that's what everybody needs. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So I think we're just pro- we're probably going to do this on every episode. Just talk a little bit about TV shows and movies. The relevant stuff. Yeah, the relevant stuff like uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, like Game Star of Wars. Which starts soon. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Can we talk about that stuff too? Look, I'm going to go see the Hobbit. It this weekend, yeah. I want to talk about we'll that. Talk yeah, about I'm gonna watch it, it on yeah. Sunday. We'll Battle of Five Armies, you guys. Like, relevant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah. So we'll be back uh, early January t- for our best of the year deliberations. So set aside, you know, two or three days of your life to listen to that. <laughs> yep. And uh, it should be pretty great. Yeah. So uh, everybody have a happy holidays. Yep. And uh, happy, new, happy year. new year. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.